God, is eternally selling the heavens, Lord God, Lord. I thank you, you're the same yesterday, you're the same today, and forever, God. I thank you for it this morning, Lord. Have your way in this service, Lord God. Have your way, Lord God. Holy Spirit of the living God, blow afresh upon this service this morning, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord, for it, God. We thank you in advance for what you're doing, Lord. And we worship you, Lord, for it, God. We worship you, Lord, God. We worship you, Almighty God, Lord. Oh, we bow before your presence this morning, God. There is no other like you, Lord, God. I thank you this morning, Lord. Thank you for keeping us, Almighty God, Lord. Thank you in spite of everything that's going on, God. You're still good to your people, God. I thank you for it, Lord God. Lord, for the midnight hours, I thank you for it, God, Lord. I thank you, Almighty God, Lord, for providing for your people, God. God, I thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, Lord. God, that you're able, God, to do exceedingly abundantly above all we even ask or think. You said, according to the power that we working in us, God. I thank you for this morning, God, Lord. Thank you for being part of the body, Lord God, this morning, Lord. I thank you for it, Lord. I give you glory. I give you honor, God, this morning, Lord. For you said your glory you would not share with another, God. I thank you for it, Lord God, Lord. Thank you for being with your people in the midnight hours, Lord God. Thank you for it, Lord God, Lord. Oh, God, I pray that every need is met this morning, God, Lord. God, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for it, Lord God. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Good morning to everybody. Tell somebody on the side of you, behind you, good morning. And if you're live streaming with us, we say good morning to you. Go ahead and press the like button and share this stream. We know that every praise belongs to our God. So we want you to stand on your feet. And if you're live streaming right where you are, stand on your feet and give God some praise with your hands and help us bless his name this morning. Yeah. Come on, sing it. Every praise is to our God. Say every word of worship with one accord. Every praise. Yeah, every praise. It's to our God. Sounds real good. Let's tell it. Hallelujah. To our God. To glory, hallelujah. Because it's to your God. Say every praise. Every praise. It belongs to the one true God. Lift it loud, everybody. Help us sing it. Say every praise. It's to your God. And every word of worship with one accord. All together we say every praise. Every praise. It belongs to the one true God. We lift our voice with our hearts and say hallelujah. Yeah. To our God. We say glory, hallelujah. It's to your God. We want to give you every praise. Every praise. It belongs to our God. Let's take it up higher. Everybody, every praise. It's to you. And every word of worship with one accord. 
belongs to the one true God. belongs to the one true God. God. Let's take it up again, everybody. Every praise praise is to our God. God. Every word of worship worship with one accord. accord. Say every praise. Every praise praise is to our God. God. Go ahead and type it on the screen. Say every praise. Sing hallelujah to our God.
of you that are in the house and those of you that are live streaming or watching on television we are grateful that you have chosen Zion Hill as your place of worship I pray that God will reward you for that please permit me to remind you of some of the activities we have going on on the night of this month, which is few days from now, Tuesday to be exact, at 6 p.m., we have been invited as a church to Cabrini Hospital to pray for the hospitals in this community. And that's a good thing. A lot of the workers are, are stretched. Many of them are overworked and burnt out, trying to keep all of us alive. And the CEO of these hospitals have enough sense to invite all the churches in the community, not just Zion Hill, churches to come and pray for them. It's going to be in their parking lot, and each church will be assigned a space uh, where they hang out. And then they selected, I think, about seven churches to lead the prayer. Obviously, they cannot have all the churches to pray. So, but your church, our church, happened to be one of the seven selected. And so, we're going to be there. And our own pastor, Dayton Williams, who has been championing the prayer ministry for us lately, he is going to be 
leading the prayer for Zion Hill. And the rest of us, we're going to be his amen corner. And I know Central Louisiana will not be the same because Pastor Dayton is going to fight up that place. So I'm excited about that. So I have no, I have full confidence in him. All right. Also, uh, you need to know on the 19th of this month, our church has agreed and to cooperate with the governor of this state to sponsor a fascination clinic in our building on our parking lot. So I want you to make yourself available not only to take fascination, but to invite others. As I'm speaking to you, there's been a lot of people blacks and whites who are already gone on the online to register to come to your church to get fascination. Why are we doing it? We're doing it because we are concerned about the health of everybody. And everywhere I go, they ask me, why so many funerals in your church? And I have to explain to them it's not necessarily members of Zion Hill, that we are trying to help the community for space. And so, but the truth be told, a lot of people dying because of this uh, pandemic going on. And thank God that the government have invested a lot of resources, money, doctors and nurses, they're going to be available. I want to say thank you, those of you who volunteer to help. Uh, I ask the members of this church, Zion Hill is called to, to lead this community. We don't have to, to make noise about it, but it's obvious. Even Ray Charles can see it. So, and when you're a leader, you're supposed to lead. And so not only are we having the National Guard and all these uh, state workers coming to do the fascination, but many of you showed up. We have seven different ministries in our church who is gonna be working directly with the government to make it happen. Say, for example, our nurses in this church, they actually signed up not only to help but to give shirts. They're not getting paid. They're just representing our church. So we have doctors and nurses here, and they say, yes, pastor, it's a good thing. We'll follow your lead. And we have transportation department who offer to go pick people up because many people don't know how to use internet and many people don't have transportation, you know. So our church, we, got, we are blessed. So we put all of our transportation uh, on the line. We say, we'll pick you up. 
then there are many people with the senior serving fund because they are very concerned about people 65 and older and 55 and older who has any pre-existing condition, you know. So the seniors having fun also volunteer to work the phone and be calling people. The government is stunned how well organized your church is. They just could not believe that we have so much resources uh, to conduct the traffic outside because it's going to be a traffic jam. They were they're bringing the state troopers and the Pineville police, but they were shocked to find out we have parking lot ministry. So we just, we just mobilized the resources in this church, and they are very excited. They were asked, trying to figure out how they're going to spread the word. I, I said, we have media ministry. I mean, these are not ministry we're trying to start because of fascination. We've been having this for years. So all I needed to do is just press button and activate what God is already doing. So never, never underestimate what God is doing in our church. We are so blessed. I mean, the government staff, they're just wondering, wow, <laughs> what's going on here? But to whom much is given, much is required. Let me encourage every one of you to make yourself available, not only to help, but if you need that fascination, you need to make sure you sign up, go online and register. They already put the name of your church. Zion Hill is a place where you can get fascination. And they already committed 500 shots of Pfizer uh, vaccine to our church for that day. And also, they told me if we have people that fill up all those slots. He said then they will ask that they come back and do it again and again. You know why they're trying to do that? They want to bring the resources to our neighborhood. Because many people cannot drive to Coliseum. They don't even have a car. Then many people are suspicious. They but when it's in their neighborhood, when they can see the driver, they can see the nurse, they can see the doctor, they say, okay, I know this guy, okay, I know this deacon, all right. So this is a very, very important effort because from what I'm hearing, uh, a lot of our people have not getting the fascination, so they're trying to encourage us to get it done. All minds clear? One more thing before I preach. On the 21st, this church, we're having what we call Family and Friends Day. So please mark your calendar. We're going to have church at 8, and we're going to have church at 
10 o'clock. And I can see many of you are coming back to church. You can see the pews and the chairs getting filled. This is the will of God for us. And by the way, we are in phase three. There's no limit, according to the governor, how many people can be in the church. So the thing is wide open, so all you need to do, we encourage you continue to wear your mask, and let's continue to practice uh, social distancing. But there's no limit as to how many people can be in the building. All minds clear? March 21st, invite your friends, invite your family. In fact, I got a call from Baton Rouge. There's a lady that called me. I don't know how they got my number. And she introduced herself. And she said, I want you to know me and my family. We are coming to your family and friends day. I said, thank you, ma'am. And then I said, how did you find out? Did you see it on TV or radio or social media? No, she said, one of your ministers, Fidelia Greer, invited me. And I said, huh, how nice. So some people are already invited. And we are expecting people to be here. So begin to invite your loved ones. And we're also going to use social media. Uh, on the screen, we'll be able to see families all over the, the place that will join us. And they can see us. We can see them. We can wave at each other and talk to each other. So I'm excited. Thanks to our planning, event planning committee and the media department, the partnership together. And so it's amazing what God is doing here. I'm just honored to be a part of it. So let's continue to pray for our church and let's believe God for increase in spiritual growth. Amen? All right. If you have your Bible with you, will you please stand with me in reference to the word of God? Open your Bible to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, chapter 12. We're going to look at verse 25. I just want us to consider one verse today. Glad to see the head deaconess back with us. Amen. We are grateful for your safety and your health. She is now 87 years old. What a blessing. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. The book of Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 25. If you find it, say amen. amen. The Bible says anxiety. I'm reading from New King James Version. Anxiety in the heart of a man cause depression. But a good word will make you glad. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. It's real, it's deep, and it's powerful. 
Holy Spirit, help me to explain it to your people. Use me as a channel of blessing to someone. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, How to Win Over Depression. How to Overcome Depression. How to Win When It Comes to Depression. I'm sure you may want to ask the question, why is the pastor talking about depression in the church? The obvious reason is that there are millions in this great nation and all over the world that are suffering. They are suffering from depression. Even myself, I know what it is to overcome depression. I was doing what I really enjoy. If you know me, I enjoy working. I'm always busy doing something. I enjoy, I mean, if you, if you see my schedule, it will shock you. But sometimes, even doing what you enjoy doing can cause you to experience a burnout. So I'm not talking theories to you. I know what it is to be delivered from depression. According to statistics, World Health Organization told us 264 million people are suffering from depression. That's a lot of people. Even right here in the United States, 17.3 million. And that's just this year alone. Are suffering from depression. And that's just adults. That's not even counting young people. And young people also do suffer from depression. Then when COVID-19 showed up, ladies and gentlemen, the numbers become much more. In fact, it's so staggering now. If I begin to run the data by you, you will be shocked. And then not only are people having depression, now it's causing death. People are dying. You see, you might say, why would anybody be depressed about COVID? Just think about it. 519,000 people have died because of COVID. 400 plus businesses have closed because of COVID. You can see why those employers, their employees, can be depressed. Millions are unemployed 
People used to work before. Now they don't have a job. So there's a lot of emotional gyration in fog. That's not to mention the food lines. You go to cities, people are lined up. In the greatest nation, now lining up to get food. So you can see how COVID-19 aggravated this problem of depression. So as even Christians, believe it or not, many Christians are depressed. I know some of you are trying to hide it. And some of you even use Bible to hide. But if you have depression, you need to get help. The reason why people are hiding, in case you don't know, is because society stereotype people who are depressed, you know. Not only that, some people think it's a shame for you to say you're a Christian, but you're depressed. And then there are some people who use blame games. In fact, people hide it so much that you can be depressed in the house, even your own spouse don't know it. So, there's all kinds of realities going on. You ask this Christian, how you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Blessed and highly favored. But behind that is a sick man, a sick woman. You see, how is your day going? Oh, God is good. All the time, God is good. But beneath all of that, there's a serious problem. By the way, when you say all those fancy words, that's not being spiritual. That's phony. There's nothing spiritual about that. If you don't deal with your emotion, your emotion will deal with you. So I'm trying to help somebody. So why are we talking about this? Why we need to know how to overcome, how to defeat this spirit of depression when it shows up. Please take note that we have therapies and we have psychologists and we have psychiatrists. So there's nothing wrong to go to them to get help. But you need to know that the help they're going to render is to help you to cope or to help you to manage your depression. There's also help. In addition to all those resources, there is help in God. God will not help you to cope or to manage. God can deliver you from depression. I'm a living witness. I know what I'm talking about. So take advantage of both resources so you can be blessed. All right? Today I'm going to define what Depression is all about. 
I'm going to show you what causes the depression. So when you see it, you know it. And then I'm going to talk to you about the kill, the solution that God has for you. Are you ready? Amen. Permit me to start with the definition of what is depression. I have two definitions for you. The Lord has been dealing with me lately. He said, don't go to church trying to impress and putting on entertainment. People need to learn the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, what is depression? Depression, ladies and gentlemen, is a result of external pressure that is internalized. In other words, something from outside get inside of you. You know how uh, this man of God, Dickon Willie Jackson, uh, used to lead us something on the inside, working on the outside. We had a song like that. It's one of my favorite songs. All right? But what do you do when something on the outside get on the inside? You see? And all of your getting get understanding. There are times, you see, when we talk, when we sing about something, on the inside, working on the outside, we're talking about the Holy Spirit inside of us causing us to do good things and great things on the outside. But there are evil spirits on the outside, external pressure that if you're not careful, it will get on the inside. That's, that's what we call depression. Depression. When the external influence, something on the outside, external pressure, get inside, it becomes internalized. Another definition I will give to you, ladies and gentlemen, depression is really when you're thinking. You begin to think thoughts that eventually wears you down. This is not something from the outside now. It's you, your thinking. How will you know if you get depression? What are the symptoms? Well, you begin to have low mood. One of the symptoms is sadness, despair. Sometimes you don't feel like eating, or sometimes you're eating too much. I'm trying to help somebody. Sometimes you find yourself with low energy. Sometimes you begin to deal with low self-esteem. Sometimes you find it difficult to sleep at night. Everybody is sleeping in the house, snoring. <laughs> but you're wide awake. 
Now, you want to sleep, but you can't sleep. Since COVID-19 came to town, you know, you see more people, you see more symptoms, like anger. You ever seen people just get angry for nothing? Then you, another symptom will be denial. Church folks are good with that. Another symptom will be just finding yourself nervous. Another symptom is when you, you have no, no, no motivation to do things. You don't feel like getting up. You don't feel like cooking. You don't feel like taking a shower. You don't feel like going anywhere. Overwhelmed. Burn out. Just tired. These are symptoms. Now the question must be asked, ladies and gentlemen, what causes depression? What is it that will make somebody angry over a little thing? It's just snap. What is it that will cause somebody just to be eating and eating. What is it that will cause somebody that he can't sleep at night? What is it that, that's causing people to have low self-esteem? You need to know the cause. Ladies and gentlemen, how do a person allow external pressure to get on the inside? Or how do a person, Brother Baba is normal, but now he's just snapping. You talk little talk to him, he just snap. And Sister Sue, good looking, popping everywhere. But now he's popping ahead. <laughs> What's going on? What happened? What caused this thing? Where the Bible <laughs> give us solution. I read it to your hearing today. What does the Bible say? The Bible say anxiety in the heart of a person is what causes depression. One thing I love about the Bible is he gives you answers. You want to know what causes depression? Anxiety in the heart of a person causes depression. There are three key words in the Bible response. Anxiety, all right, the heart your heart, and of course, depression. If you allow anxiety to get in your heart, you may find yourself depressed. What do we mean when we say anxiety? Anxiety, ladies and gentlemen, is fear that is created from your thinking. Fear. Even Christians, 
When we're supposed to have faith, we're having fear. The question must be asked, what are we afraid of? When you're scared, when I'm scared, what are we afraid of? I believe we are afraid of three things. Number one, many of us are afraid of our past. We don't want people to find out what we've done, where we've been, what happened in the past. We don't want our past to catch up with us. But let me help somebody today. Everybody got a past. From the pulpit to the pews. So you don't have to be, to be worried about your past. Amen, somebody. I'm talking about something you don't want people to know about. Let me be honest with you. I don't care how transparent a person is to you. Don't be fooled. They've not told you everything. Everybody got a past. You say, oh, I love my baby. She told me everything. You're a fool. I don't care how transparent that man is, that woman, or whoever. They're not telling you everything. I don't know about you. I'm not afraid of my past. You know why? Because Jesus covered my past with the blood of of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Thank God for the blood. My past has been covered by the blood. If you receive that, say amen. I never will forget uh, several years ago I had one of my ministry friends, uh, Sister Paula White, to come and minister here at Zion Hill. And obviously, some people have problems with her ministry, but that's all right. I mean, she's my friend. I don't deny my friends. So somebody called me and said, Pastor, I thought you were a good man of God. He said, but I heard. Now, so... She wants to talk about how Paula White have all these things and there are people who are poor and suffering. I say, well, sister, that's all you heard? Well, let me tell you the full story <laughs> so you can hear everything. You know why I can freely talk to her that way? Because I'm not ashamed. My past has been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. The day you came to Jesus Christ, hallelujah, you need to know the blood of Jesus washed away all your past. So when somebody comes trying to mess with you about what you used to be, where you used to go, 
<laughs> Let him know, help him. <laughs> say, he said, that person is dead. <laughs> You're looking at a new man, a new woman. If a man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Amen, somebody. Some people are also afraid of their present. I told you there are three things we're afraid of. They're concerned about how they're going to make it. Especially in times like these, because of the COVID, they say, how am I going to survive with all this going on? No job is safe. The financial condition, the economic condition of the country is just zigzag. Today is up, tomorrow is down. You just don't know. So they are worried. They are fearful. How am I going to make it? I've got three kids, or I've got four kids, or whatever the number is. People will say to me, Pastor, my husband just got laid off. How am I going to survive? They are afraid of their present. But the Bible has an answer to that also. In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 25, the Bible said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, about what you're going to drink. Don't even worry about what you're going to wear. Hallelujah. I feel like shouting already. Verse 26 of Matthew 6 says, look at the birds. They don't sow and they don't reap. Yet the good Lord take care of them. Isn't that the truth? Verse 27 says, are you not better? Are you not more valuable than the birds? I say, Lord, I receive. I got that. Ain't worry about a thing. Every now and then, my lovely wife will say, What about this? What about that? I say, Baby, I'm going to bed. <laughs> All is well in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse number 28 says, Look at the lilies, just flowers. They don't toil and they don't spin. And yet the good Lord clothed them. The Bible said they are better clothed than the richest man on earth, Solomon. So God said if God can take care of little sparrow, don't you know he's going to take care of you? I say I rest my case. So you don't have to worry about the present. Oh, pastor, I saw this on TV. Oh, pastor, I read about this. I hear this on social media. That's the problem. You hear too much. Stay focused. If God can take care of the lilies, if God can take care of the little sparrow, God's got your back. Amen, somebody. And why are you worrying anyway? You still got a house. You still got a roof over your head. You still got something to wear. Am I right about it? You still got something to eat. Am I right? Do anybody come here this morning? You don't have nothing to eat? 
We got a food pantry. I get the dickens to hook you up right now. So God is still good. He's still on the throne. So you don't have to worry about your past. You don't have to worry about your present. And then there are some who are scared and worried about their future. What's going to happen? How am I going to make it? By the way, I got that figured out, me and Elizabeth. That's why we have five kids. <laughs> Don't tell anybody I told you. <laughs> I figured if I can invest 25 years taking care of all those bambinos, somebody ought to take, hey, yes, Lord. <laughs> Let me get back in the spirit. <laughs> Oh, goodness. But on a serious note, on a serious note, what I'm trying to suggest to you, just think about it. Many of you, you are 30 years old now. You are 40 years old. Some of us are in our 60s. Just think about it. If God took care of you from the day you were born, and now I'm 61 years old. Just look at that record. If he take care of me all these years, don't you think I can count on him to take care of me for the future? His record is good. And the truth be told, you really cannot control anything anyway. You can't control your past or your present. Or, I mean, the past is gone. That's yesterday. Am I right about it? And the present, you're really not in control. The truth be told, all you need to do is get up every day and leave. Sometimes life may throw you a curveball, but you can work with it. Amen. Just know that nothing can happen to you unless God sign off on it. Did you hear what I said? No devil can mess with you. As a child of God, God's got you under his umbrella. If anything happens, you know it's not a surprise to God. And if God signs up on it, he knows you can handle it. Because one scripture says, there is no temptation, nothing that happens to you. He said, he already gone ahead of you and make a way. He will not allow anything that you cannot handle to happen to you. Are you see here? I may not like what is happening. I may not want what is happening. But you can be doggone sure I can handle it. That's why I don't lose my cool too often. If God allowed it, I can handle it. If God signed up on it, I can take it. I can dig it. You know why? Bible says, greater you see that is in me than the devil that is out there. Did you know the Bible said that? The Bible said, no weapon 
formed or fashioned against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, you open your own mouth and condemn it. Don't let them get away. You are a child of God. You are a servant of God. Don't let the devil walk in your house, take advantage of you, and leave alive. No. The Bible said, you the head and not the tail. Am I right about it? You are above and not beneath. So that devil belongs under your foot. So back to the text I read to you here. And notice it says, anxiety in the hearts of men causes depression. Anxiety where? In the heart. So there's a lot of things that goes on in our mind. If you can guard your heart. And you don't allow every junk that comes to your head to enter into your heart. You will not have to deal with anxiety. And if you don't deal with anxiety, if you don't deal with fear, then you don't have to deal with depression. You know what I'm trying to say? Protect your heart. Guard your heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. Through God, through Jesus, for the pulling down of stronghold. Every stronghold in your life. Pull it down. How do you pull it down? Pastor, verse 5 says, You cast down every thought. Every imagination that doesn't bring glory, God, glory to God, take captive of it. You can tell when you're thinking crazy thoughts. Am I the only one telling the truth around here? Every now and then some crazy thought will come in my head. I say, ah, that's not God. I can tell. Don't let it get to your heart. And you are still here. So how do you guard that heart? You examine every, every thought that comes to your mind. Is this of God or is this my flesh? So you tell that crazy thought, get out of my mind. You don't belong here. Leave me alone. You ever talk to yourself? Ain't nothing wrong with that. You got to look at yourself. No, we're not doing that. You know, self just want to smoke some weed. You know? Just smoke some joint. You say, oh no, the devil is alive. Been there, done that, got me a t-shirt. I'm done with that foolishness. <laughs> Ain't nobody shouting now. <laughs> I got a few more minutes. Let me talk to you about the cure for depression. I want to tell you two cures for the sake of time. Number one, I want to talk to you about some cures that you, you need to be aware of in the natural. And then I want to talk to you about some spiritual cure. 
in the natural, there are things that you can do to avoid depression. Simple things. Like take care of yourself. I know that sounds so deep. <laughs> I'm testifying out. Ladies and gentlemen, you need good nutrition. Stop eating all those junk. Amen. It finally dawned on me when I, maybe I shouldn't be saying this publicly on TV. It finally dawned on me. I said, I'm a blessed man. I'm making six figures. I, I, I mean, the Lord has been so good to me. So why do I have to be eating junk? I can afford to eat good. I said, Sir, sit down and eat. <laughs> My wife every now and then will get to me. You, 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 I can smell something. You've been to restaurant? Yes, ma'am. I sure have. I eat good. My wife will take time to cook good food for me. I say, go ahead, baby. Make my day. <laughs> take care of yourself. Get rest. Amen. Find time to rest. I was shocked when my doctor said, Pastor, what you need is rest. I said, just like that? He said, you don't need no medication. Go home and sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. Another thing I'm talking to natural now is exercise. Amen. Amen. Maybe I'm just testifying. I am telling you what caused my own problem. The Lord had to deliver me from that. Exercise. Now, some of you exercise just to look good. Bless your heart. The truth be told, all good looking will wear out. Don't look at your neighbor now. now don't, 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 just, just keep looking straight. Preacher ain't talking about me today. But exercise for your own health. Amen, somebody. Another thing that you can do in the natural for the sake of time is fellowship. Fellowship is very good. It will save you from depression. What do I mean by fellowship? Take advantage of the family that you have. Spend time with your family. Some of you got children. Some of you got spouse. Whatever you got, girlfriend, boyfriend, I, I don't know. You need fellowship. I infested time to read about everyone that is depressed in the Bible. You know one thing they all had in common? They were isolated. Elijah said, oh, take my life, take my life. 
Everybody is gone. I'm the only preacher left. You know what God told him? By the way, God didn't lay hand on him. Because I, I know some of you are deep. There's nothing wrong in, in laying hands. The Bible commands us. Lay hand on the sick, the sick will recover. But there are natural things that you have to do. God told Elijah, here you are. You, he, just, he just won a major battle over there in Mankama. You all know the story. And the Lord won victory to him. He killed all the prophets of Baal. And then one woman, Jezebel, said, tomorrow I'll get you behind. So he got scared. Now he started running. That's right, sister. He started running. This, this Negro traveled almost 300 miles with food. Yeah, <laughs> you can count me out on that. And then he got to Bathsheba, then told his servant, you stay here. And then run one more day journey, alone, isolated. Many of you, the devil is whooping your behind because you are by yourself. Find you a friend. Where pass nobody like, how are you going to be a member of 4,000 member church? Actually, more than 4,000. And you say, nobody like me. I say, Negro, please. <laughs> Do you like anybody? <laughs> Get you somebody, find you a family, a friend, so you need fellowship. Be a part of a community. Be a part of a church. There's so many churches in the community. God is doing awesome things in these churches. Find you a place to go. But if the devil isolates you all by yourself all the time, you become an easy target. Brother, you don't have to be a caveman. Come out of the cave. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Another thing you need to do is to renew your mind. Renew your mind. A lot of stinking thinking. Get rid of it. Amen. Some people go around talking crazy stuff, where they give, they give you fascination, they put a computer chip in your, how stupid that could be. Renew your mind, you know. Don't let people put mess in your head. <laughs> and you need good exposure because what you expose yourself to will affect your thinking. So that means you have to be careful who you call friends. Too many people have too much drama in their life. You don't want them as friends. Amen, I said it. You need to value yourself enough that you're willing to dismiss some people in your life. You've had time to know Brother Baba. You've had time to know Ray Ray now. And you can see Ray is full of drama. 
you ought to value yourself enough that you're willing to dismiss some people in your life. And if your relationship will cost you your, your joy, your peace, it's not worth the price. Are you listening to me this morning? You cannot spend your peace of mind at the cost of somebody else's drama. Let me put it in plain English. There are some people that don't deserve to go behind the veil with you. Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe they do belong to the outer court. <laughs> but just because they belong to the... Oh, look at the woman of God. That's Apostle Monroe in the house. You're welcome, man. Just because somebody belongs to the outer court, that don't mean you have to let them into your holies of holies. Be selective. You need people that will push you into your destiny. You need people that will celebrate you and not tolerate you. Am I helping somebody today? And please get help. If you are depressed, there's nothing wrong to go to the doctor. A lot of Christians, they like to moralize stuff. No, don't do that. If you need help, get help. You may be debating medication. Is medication good for you? It's not good for you. But when you really sick, when you really get sick, you eat rat dung. I've been there. When they tie me up all over there in the hospital, I don't care what they put on me. I was too sick. I just want to get out of that place. If you need help, get help. Avoid negative thinking. You don't want people that every time they're around you, they're always talking negative stuff. You're not going to make it. Your dream not going to come to pass. You're not going to find nobody to marry you. They're just negative stuff. Just negative stuff. You don't want that. Finally, I want you to reconnect with God. It's not just the natural help. The spiritual is very important. Reconnect with prayer. Do you realize most churches hardly pray now? Reconnect with prayer. Reconnect with worship. Many of our worship services in churches now is more of emotional gyration. No true worship. Reconnect with God. There are some things in your life, in my life, that only God can fix. I hear the Lord say, without him, you and I can do nothing. 
And if you look at the text, let me end on this note. The text says in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, if they put it back on, on the screen, uh, New King James Version say, anxiety is the heart, I mean, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. But it goes on to say, but good work will make the heart glad. What is good work? Good word can be in two ways. Like people that are sick, you don't want to be mean and ugly to them. You share good words. I hope you get better. And we are, we are praying for you or whatever. Uh, baby, you're looking better. Uh, hold on. God's going to... So you can put in good words. I get calls every day. For members and non-members. And they just want some good words, some, some words of encouragement. Some of them will say, Pastor, you don't know me. But I watch you every day on TV. This is what I'm going through. So I put in some good word. But another way you look at the good word is the word of God is good. Are you listening to me? The word of God is good work. And I don't know about you. God's word will pick you up when you're down. Am I right about it? That's why I love going to church. I'm a church boy all my life. Because I need good word. A good word will heal you when you're sick. A good word will break shackles from you. A good word will pick you up when your back is against the wall and, and the seems are friends are few. A good word will pick you up. How can the devil mess with your mind if you have a good word? A good word will remind you that trouble don't last always. So it don't matter what you're going through. You know in your knowing that this too shall pass. A good word will give you hope. A good word will give you peace, even in the midst of storm. Everybody is freaking out. Everybody is, is, is nervous. And a, a good word will assure you there is a God somewhere. I'm talking about a good word. A good word will let you know you're not defeated. A good word will, will cause you to know that God's got your back. Even on your job when everybody is acting ugly. When they look like they're all conspiring about you know deep within you, a good word will pick you up and say everything will be all right. I don't know about you. Good word is what we need. And the good news today is that God has good word for your situation. I don't know what you're going through right now. But God has a good word for that circumstance. God has a good word for that condition. If you would just allow him to speak to your heart, everything will be all right. I'm going to ask our worship team to come back. And as they come, 
I just want to decree and declare by faith this morning that every spirit of depression in this house, we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of anxiety will have no place in this ministry in the name of Jesus Christ. Depression will not rule your life. Anxiety will not dominate you. Your children will call you blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. I break every chain in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Everything the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for your good. I decree and declare no more depression in this house. No more defeat in this house. No more pain. No more hurts. No more bondage. I come against every spirit of discouragement in this house. I cover you with the blood of Jesus Christ. It shall be well with you. I said it's well with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, get up on your feet. Give the Lord God a clap offering right now. Hallelujah. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Let me encourage every one of you, if you are here today, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, he is a doctor that never lost a case. Invite him into your heart. Ask him to be your Lord. Ask him to be your Savior. And if you're here today, you're looking for a church home. After this worship service, I want you to meet me right here. I, I want to welcome you to this church. This is one place that you will learn the word of God. You will grow in the grace of God. This is a place you'll be able to use your talent. Maybe you're live streaming. You say, Pastor, I'm not in the building. How can I be a part of that? See, there's a number under the screen. Dial that number. There are ministers of the gospel waiting by the phone to talk with you, to rejoice with you, to pray with you to celebrate your decision to follow Jesus Christ. Let me also encourage you, as you leave today, the ushers will be at the back of the church. Please feel free to give as the Lord prosper you. If you learn to honor God with your substance and with the first fruit of your increase, God is committed your barns will be filled with plenty. Your skin will burst out with new wine. God is on your side. Some of you, you're live streaming, you say, Pastor, how can I give? I'm not in the building. Well, go to our website, zionhill.com. There's a place for online giving there. And I can assure you what you give will be used for the glory of God. That's what this ministry is all about. 
Amen. Let's thank God for everyone making decisions this morning. Amen. Amen. Before you all sing, can I do something different? By the way, you all look good. Am I lying? Come on, check them out. You see them? Amen. That's my favorite right here. Where's Gail Jr.? You see? see, these young people, they just, they just bring joy to me. They sing better too. Yes, I said it. Amen. Apostle Monroe, welcome. Come pray for us. I hate to take advantage of your presence here, but it's, it's a good thing. It's one of the, amen, just, just, just make yourself at home. Never be tired of prayer. And after this woman of God, pray for us. I'm going to turn loose this great choir and let's celebrate. The spirit of depression is gone out of this house. Amen. Let's run him out of this community. You shall live and not die. God bless you. Amen. Welcome home. Shabbat. Shabbat. Every spirit. Ronamo, I speak to you right now. With the authority and the power and the blood of the Almighty God. Every demonic, every depression, every anxiety, you must leave. Satan, you have no place in God's people. You have no place in their minds. You have no place in their bodies. I serve you. Notice you got to go. You got to leave. Spirit of suicide must go. You got to go. Ah, they shall not die. They will live. Spirit of lack. You got to leave. Spirit of unconsciousness. You must go. Flee. Pass over. This is a house that is blessed by the Holy Ghost. You're no more Kosata. God, we thank you. We glorify you. We give you praise. We give you honor. There is no other God like you. You are the living God, the true God. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. God, we know who you are. You are the great I am. You are the wheel in the middle of the wheel. You are the rose of Sharah. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Elohim. You are Yahweh. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Shabbat. You are Jehovah Taniski. Oh, God, we know who you are. We are your people, and we cry out to you. Oh, we cry out. We lay before you prostrate. Say, heal the land. Heal our minds. Heal our bodies. Heal our spirits. Bless this house. Bless the shepherd of these sheep. 
Protect him as he goes and comes. Cover him with the blood of the Jesus. Lord, for you are the living God. Your blood heals, delivers, set free. God, we come up against and cover his family. Cover his wife in the name of Jesus. Comes and goes. God, bless this house. You sent me here for an assignment. Huh? Oh, Satan, I serve you notice. Ah, you have no place here. And these people, they're healed. They're delivered. They're set free. Their minds are changed. Their hearts are changed. Their eyes are changed. Their legs are changed. Their arms are changed. No cancer, no liver, no disease of the kidney, no disease of the pancreas, no disease of the bones. Healing is in the land. Death pass over this house. Pass over this house. No more funerals. Pass over this house. No more. It stops now. So it is. So it shall be. You said when we pray and we come into your presence, we always seal it with a name that guarantees an answer. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. want to encourage you as we get ready to depart this place. The same God that brought you this far is able to continue to keep you to the day of Christ Jesus. So Father, we thank you for continuing to make ways in our lives. Speaking to somebody. Standing here Not knowing how you get through this test but you're holding on to faith he knows best Cause nothing can catch him by He's got figured out He's watching now Your back is against the wall, and it looks as if it is over. Oh, he, he makes a way. We're all standing here only because he makes a way. Do I have any witnesses that can testify that God continues to keep making a way out of no way for you? So don't pray and worry, but trust God. Now we are here, and we're looking back on where we come from, and it's because of him and nothing you've done, to deserve the kind of grace and mercy and love that he's shown, he's got. 
Climbing, we just speak to it because he'll move it away. 